Welcome all of our attendees to this new format that we're doing as an introduction of Tiny Boxer interviews. Now, the reason that I started this is because we have so many experts that we know through Tiny Box, and I wanted to make sure we had videos that shared expertise in bite-sized pieces with real examples from real people with real stories, always bringing in somebody that may be business related and then an external um, contact. So I was really interested in coaching. And the reason is that I watched a TED talk and this was about a month ago. It was Atul Gawande, a surgeon at the top of his game. And he recorded a TED talk titled, want to get great at something, get a coach. So that's where the inspiration came from about, hey, do we have a strong corner? Do we have a strong coach? So here we have joining us today, Tina Ruprecht. She is also titled the tiny boxer who achieves big things. And I'm going to let you tell her, let her tell her story. And we have Stephanie Peters, who introduced me to Tina, namely because we're called tiny box and she's tiny boxer. And they have worked together in the past. And I would love you guys to introduce yourselves. But first of all, Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about why we want them to tell a backstory and how that's so important? Why a backstory? A backstory is uh, it's where we we tell our story of trust. And why does a backstory build trust? I know sometimes storytelling has this sense of being a fake, uh, just a, a story, not the reality. But actually, backstories tell the moment when we realized what our purpose was. And there's this aha moment. And so for all of us, when we decide this is what I'm going to do, and Tina, I can't wait to hear yours, and Stephanie, I know yours a little bit, that that's where we build the trust to, oh, that's why that, pers that person is so dedicated. So that's why we love backstories. And every superhero has a backstory, and every superhero has a mentor. And we have two superheroes here. So why don't we start with Tina? Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Because I find your story incredibly inspiring and it's very relevant to why coaching is so important in business. Yeah, thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm Tiny Tina. And um, yeah, I started boxing at the age of 12. Today I'm 29. So I'm doing this for quite a long time, 17 years now. And um, um, as a child, I was always looking for a sport um, where I'm good at. And then, yeah, I found my passion in boxing. I, I just went to a, a training session and then I fell in love with this sport. And I had my first bout at the age of um, 15. And then I um, was um, four years in the German national team. And after that, I um, switched into professional boxing and I'm doing this now for um, six years. And yeah, my, my dream was always to become a world champion. And um, I did a lot uh, to achieve this goal. And in 2018, I realized this dream and I became world champion. And yes, now I defended my title um, four times. So um, the journey goes on. Yeah, this is only the first step. <laughs> Thank you. That's an incredible story. Absolutely incredible. I, I think I was not even close to being focused by 15 and you were already having your first bout. That's amazing. Um, Stephanie, you come from a very different background, but also have achieved so many great goals. So why don't you share a little bit about your backstory? Sure. And uh, it's such an honor to be here at, to, at this wonderful session. I always call it the boxing ring because I felt, feel especially honored to, to be here with Tina where I'm so amazed of what she has achieved. 
Um, I am a daughter of two teachers, sports teachers, actually. So some of the fitness and <laughs> ambition I can definitely allude to. Um, but my first coach, when I look back, really was my American nanny when I was three years old. She taught me my first words of English. She showed me that there's another world out there far away in America and um, told me lots of stories, which just opened my mind at that time to realize, you know, there's this excitement for this other world uh, I had no clue about and this other language, of course. Then at the age of five, I had a swim coach because my parents thought I'm extremely talented at swimming. So I, I learned how to swim very early and, and won my first championship in my hometown as a five-year-old in swimming, believe it or not. Then I, I found my sports or maybe my parents rather to become tennis. And I had several tennis coaches over a course of 10 years. Um, if if uh, my, my dad had to say, I would have become Steffi Graf, but <laughs> I'm not. I, I was not that talented, but I learned a lot through the tennis coaches and uh, had a great experience with them to, to push me and so on. And then throughout my career, I also had a career coach um, to help me. And I think that was extremely helpful for me to, to help you know um, switch my careers from a strategy consultant to to uh, supporting startups. So all my life, I have, I have worked a lot with coaches in very different roles. And um, also in my belief, I would say Jesus, uh, in many cases, is my best coach. And uh, so I've just um, experienced it's a variety of different people um, who can be a fantastic coach or mentor or trusted advisor to you. And that's important to me. It's not the specific situation of a certified coach. It's the role a person plays um, to be my trusted advisor. What's interesting about that is that actually coaching um, became a more popular term in the last 20 years, and then it became life coaches and all kinds of coaches, right? Not just business-related coaches or sports-related coaches. And so I think what has happened is a lot of other roles like advisor or mentor have become put in the bucket of coaches. And that, so now we have to expand our definition of what does a coach mean? And what I found interesting about your story, uh, Stephanie, is how many coaches you've had. And Tina, you're the opposite. You've had one great coach for your entire coaching career, which is very unusual in business setting or for leaders. So I'd love to hear more about, you know, how do you define coaching and what does that mean in sports versus in business? Because I think there's some very subtle differences. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, my coaching story is very different from Stephanie's because I uh, met my coach when I was 12 years old and I still have the same coach today. So um, yeah, our relationship is based on a deep trust and uh, yeah, he knows me very well. He, if, if anything is wrong and um, he sees that when I uh, enter the gym before he even talks to me and um, yeah that's just he knows me uh, very very well and uh, the relationship between us is um, it's it's very different because um, he is um, the boss and um, he tells me what to do and if we have a training session then he says uh, do this do this do that and um, I just have to say yes okay yeah you are the coach and I'm doing what you tell me to do. And um, he, he always says, um, if one day, um, if one day um, is the time when I say what to do, 
in training, then he has to um, retire because <laughs> then he's not uh, the boss anymore. And that's, um, I think that's typical in sport that um, maybe especially in boxing, but um, as a sportsman, you always have to do what your coach is telling you to do. Well, we were making the joke in one of our prepper sessions about how if you don't follow what he does, then you're going to get knocked out. So probably it's a good idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think you, you refer to something much deeper there, and that's the trust that you have after so many years of working with that one coach. So, you know, I don't think one answer is the right answer or wrong answer, but it is interesting to me that he knows you so well. So do you expect from him that he would give you straight talk rather than the pretty words because often coaching in a business sense is you know start with something positive and then move into the harder talk right so how does that work for you and your coach do you get straight talk or is it <laughs> uh, I, I do I get straight but I need both and he can handle that very well in a balance so sometimes he must be hard and but he knows um how I react on him and um it always depends on the situation. When do I need mm -hmm. what? And I think that makes a great coach that he knows, he doesn't know only um, what to say, but how to say, and that's the difference. Very, that's a great point, actually. I really like that. Um, Stephanie, when it comes to business, we talk about them being partners and enablers. And what I think is relevant here is what Tina said about, um, if I, you tell me what to do, then I need to retire because often we need more than one coach on different aspects of our life like if it's a career coach you need somebody a couple of levels above you to show you how to progress in your career whereas if it's a life coach it's a different story so how would you view that what type of coaching have you received that has been relevant to you in different aspects of your life yeah um and i can fully fully see the point of straight talk and i would also say that anything that has to do with sports is more of a straight talk because you want to be pushed and motivated and you know, help some help you um, go through and follow through the discipline you need to improve. In business, it's often very different. And the coaches I have had that were most valuable, maybe at that time were not even perceived by me as the greatest coaches because they were a little tougher, or they told me straight, you know, oh yeah, you have this, you have this syndrome of being a, a little girl who wants to please everyone. This one's a coach told me, and that was a little bit shocking, but that brought me further. That really got me to reflect this little shock of, this is how she sees me, you know, a little girl syndrome of wanting to please everyone. What does that mean? And I really learned from that in hindsight, because she encouraged me to switch from seven years of strategy consulting with a big brand and, you know, a great firm and a good career to doing my own thing and I ended up supporting startups. So in the end, it's some, sometimes like with teachers, you're more grateful for coaches who at that time maybe felt a little bit tough because they used trade talk or they pointed you to your weak spots and not only gave you, you know, the, the, the pretty words around what you're good at, but that they are the ones who really help you and drive impact. And that's exactly how I feel today as an enabler. I don't consider myself a coach, but an enabler and a trusted advisor, I say bluntly, I only want to be paid for my very honest feedback. I'm not giving pretty words if stray talk is needed. And I'm not, you know, being super polite 
if it's important to show the client that there is a, a clear weakness or a clear threat ahead here. And I think having this balance, building the trust by being honest and authentic is in the end the most important and the most valuable. So Laura, I'm gonna have you just speak for one moment because I think there is a fine line that you guys are both referring to and that's the trust factor. And I would like Laura to just drop a little bit of input in that because you know, straight talk is fine if it's coming from somebody that has already built trust in you, in my, in my experience. But if it's straight talk from somebody who have, you have no relationship with, then it's gonna have a different vibe to it, right? So Laura, maybe you have some perspective on that. Raj, you, I, I've worked with you before at Tiny Box on leadership uh, training or leadership conferences, and there we found that one of the key aspects of, of leading teams today, especially when we need to move quickly, have agile um, uh, processes, and to innovate, is to have the trust to try things, the trust to move forward. And I think, Stephanie, you have also said that these, these uh, having someone who believes, who is optimistic in, in your ability to reach a vision and who says, you can do it, go ahead, even with something that seems like a tremendous challenge, that's where this trust comes in. And so you need to have that trust with a coach, a lot of it, a consultant, a mentor, anyone who's going to be an advisor to you, you'll be looking for reasons to trust that advisor. And I think one of the big questions is how do you choose a coach? Like I'm, I'm even wondering for Tina, did you choose your coach at that young age or did your coach choose you? Um, good question. <laughs> it's a good question. I think it was maybe I chose him because when I um, went first time to the gym, my coach was like, oh, this little girl, she's 12 years old. I only teach uh, boys and men, that's a um, man's for boxing. And then he saw that I'm really, um, I really wanted and I'm really focused and I trained so hard. And then he accepted that. And then he began to train with me and he saw, he saw my potential and he um, developed a vision for me and I had the vision myself and then yeah he he supported me in that way and then we got one team and still today so but without him I think wow. I, I wouldn't be where I am today yeah, yeah. I, I wonder why is there even such a stigma against coaching in specifically in Germany I've noticed it and heard about it from others when in Germany, there's so much interest in sports. And of course, you would never expect a football team to move forward to a championship without a great coach. Good Any question. Insight? I think it's, it's a very good point. I think it's a little bit the notion of a coach. In German, you don't say coach for your sports coach. In, an, yeah, in English, yes, but ein trainer, you know? And ein trainer is, is, is not a coach. So the the certified coach notion that has come up in the past um, decade is sometimes somebody who has no idea of your business, who only asks you questions. And I don't mean it in any negative way. I, I see a lot of value in there, but for the typical business mindset, the German Vorstand, somebody who doesn't have the position of understanding where he is also in the, in the contents, in the strategy, in the background of his business is difficult for some people to, to have respect for, you know? And the typical, at least it's my percep perception in, in Germany is 
the coaching is too soft for most people. It's too much. I listen to you and I ask a few questions, but the answer lies already within you. And I think that's very far away from the typical business person. Um, and that's why I think the notion of business coaching has emerged, you know, business coaching in terms of understand you. I also come from business, but I'm helping you to get to the next level in your career or in your, you know, growing the business is already much better. I think it was really, it's, it's a matter of perception of wording. That's why I try to talk about enabling, being a trusted advisor, being a good sparings partner. And that goes for both, for the sports and <laughs> the business. And that puts you on an eye level, you know, and I think that's important to understand. I don't know if I would want to be Tina's sparring partner. I'd like it to be. I'd like it to be. I do have um I have a quick question for you. So one of the things I opened with was saying that Atul Gawande did this TED talk. And what I really love is in the details of this TED talk, he says, having a good coach provides a more accurate picture of our reality, breaks down our actions and helps us build them back up again. It's not how good you are, but how good you could be. And I love that you refer to that as well, Laura. And I guess that's where I, you know, again, I'll come back to um, Tina about this is that, you know, what have you achieved with a coach that you wouldn't have achieved otherwise? And um, is there a story in particular that you'd like to share with us? And then I'm going to talk about both of you and how you've moved into actually becoming coaches and why that's important as well. So Tina, um, why don't you share with us? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's one. Story. I mean, other than other than four-time world champion, uh, how how tall are you? Five foot. One fifty-two. So one fifty-two centimeters. Five feet. Four. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so other than that amazing feet. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, no, um, it was um, when I was um, 24 and um, there was a point in my life where the boxing didn't work very well because I had no fights and there were no opponents and I had no perspective and I, I wondered myself, why am I doing this? Why am I getting all my time into it, all my energy and I, I, all my friends, they were traveling around the world and I... Um, after one training session, I talked to my coach and I told him, um, I always say to him, not his um, name, I say always Trena. <laughs> and I told him, Trena, um, I want to quit boxing because I don't see a sense anymore and I want to travel around the world like my friends do. And, and he could understand. And But then we talked about uh, three hours and um, the end of the story is, I was sitting there and crying and she told me, um, give me one year to try everything what is possible to get you fights and to come to the top. And um, yeah, he convinced me to try um, to go on for what, just one year. And he said, if in one year nothing happens, then I let you go, do what you want. And yeah, I agreed to that. And I said, okay, just one year. Um, we go on, we continue, and in that one year, he did everything. He organized fights for me, and uh, at the end of this year, I had my first title fight. And yeah, this is um, this shows that without him, I uh, I wouldn't be champion today. I stop would have stopped boxing, and but he, um, he amazing, and he had the vision that he saw that I can achieve it. So he, yeah, 
just um, yeah. kicked my ass. I think it goes further than that, actually. Yeah, well, kicked your ass. You mean you kicked other people? <laughs> but, what, but what I think is so great about that is that it was not some obscure vision. And I think that's also another thing that becomes a bit soft with people is that that wasn't just an obscure vision. He set a goal. He had a plan and he helped you achieve it because he followed through the steps of the plan. And I think that's a really core element that relates to business and why it's so important for us to be cheerleaders, even in business, right? Because he was your cheerleader, right? You know, I mean, he basically gave you the energy and the commitment himself that he would get you there. And that's incredible. And, and so, Steffi, I'd love to hear from you if you've got a story to share with us. But I think that's exactly how it relates to business, doesn't it? We, we do projects all the time in business that need goals and skills. <laughs> Yeah, um, my story would rather be sometimes you, my, my most significant coach was a personal coach, like really with a coaching um, experience on a more psychological level, um, because I had some personal issues in the, in the family where I felt that really, really bothered me. Um, in the times where I was already a freelance consultant with startups. So I was very happy with, with what I did professionally, but I was really, really unhappy with the, the, the situation in, in the family and that would always stumble over situations I couldn't get. And this coach helped me. Um, we immediately connected. We didn't know each other very well, but we immediately connected. I, I trusted her. Um, because I have observed at a certain situation where I felt like she's the right one for me and she was the perfect mirror. She told me, you know, the person you have problems with in your family, I'll give you now the perception of how she will perceive you. And that was the most important thing for me to get a mirror and understand, oh gosh, yeah, this is why she behaves that way. And this is why she makes these comments. It's not about me, it's about, you know, the, the dynamics between us. And that was so eye-opening eye for me and it helped me to be so much more self-aware and confident and souverain, as we say in German, say, yeah, that will always happen again, that there are some people who have an issue with me, not because I'm Stephanie Peters, but because I, you know, I'm, I'm sparkling or I'm giving them something. Um, I have to live with that. I just have to be myself and not try to please others so much than just be myself. And that was the start of gaining the confidence to, to found my own company. Before I was a freelance consultant, like a thousand others. And then when my co-founder asked me, don't you want to start that company? I felt like, yes, I can do it. I've overcome also these personal hurdles. Um, now we are ready to found. And that was a big, big step for me. up with Tina because we've got six minutes left um I think that's a great way to segue into why you are now coaching others and what message you would give people as an aspirational takeaway or core tips and what why they should also consider coaching somebody who maybe needs their experience so why don't you go ahead and combine those pieces together however you like and share with us your top tips yeah my, my and then Tina I'll come to you after <laughs> my observation really is that the more confident you are about yourself, self-aware or souverain, as we say in German, the more you are willing to have somebody to support you, a coach, a mentor, a trusted advisor. I think it's really a sign of strength 
to at a certain point say, I've achieved that, I've reached that point, I'm really good at and I enjoy, but to go the next step or as typically our clients to move into this challenging field of digitalization, of digital transformation to change the culture of my entire organization, that's now a thing where I need support. I think it should be perceived and it is for me a, a sign of strength and not a sign of weakness. And so my last message would be, if you want to grow personally, professionally, both hopefully, find a coach who can help you develop new skills, gain new perspectives, or provides you and or provide you with valuable shortcuts. Then you can grow further. I keep muting myself so I don't have any background noise, but uh, that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I will say that as I was working at the bank, one of the first things they told me when I joined TD Bank was that you must have two mentors or coaches. That was the first thing they tell you. We're going to set you up with a professional one and it will be somebody within the company that's two levels higher than you and you need a personal one. And they also suggested that they be different genders so that you get this perspective from both the male, female, whomever, um, and it's always internal and external. So I really like that you use the personal coaching as well. We do have a question from the audience that I'm going to ask before I continue on to Tina's final takeaways. Do you think it makes sense to have separate coaches for professional and personal dimensions of one's life? So clearly I just answered a little bit of that. Um, but it, I think what we found with the pandemic is that you can't split the personal and professional so much these days, right? Would you, Stephanie or Tina, would you have any input on that? And then Tina, I'll come back to you for your aspirational take takeaways okay so who would like to answer Norbert's question does it make sense to have separate coaches I would say it depends yes it makes <laughs> sense if you have uh, already one coach and you feel like no that's not the person I would want to share my personal issues with it could even be the same person um, but I would say instead of not you know you need to cover the fields where you really need, see that you need a coach that you could get some help cover them. And if you have a person in mind who comes up out of your friends, out of your family, uh, use them. I'm currently coaching um, my, um, how do you call sister-in-law, you know, in something where she just feels I'm the right sparings partner for her. It doesn't always need to be a professional coach, but find the right person for that situation. And before it gets too mixed up, I can't imagine my tennis coach being my business coach, you know, um, there are different fields of expertise. Yeah, and I, what I would add to that is what's interesting is that it depends is a very good answer, but one of the um, goals that I've always heard about coaching is find somebody who's doing what you're, you want to do and is doing it well, and then go learn from them. So whether that's boxing or tennis or business, then find that person who's doing what you do exceptionally well and ask them to coach you. And LinkedIn makes it so much easier. We've talked about this a lot between um, our business colleagues because you can reach out to people you normally wouldn't reach out to and they will usually respond and say, okay, let's have a quick chat and see if this works. And then you define your coaching relationship. Tina, I want to take the last minute with you. Do you have an aspirational message you'd like to, everyone to take away? And if you have, want to add on to that aspect of it depends, then please do. Yes. Got one minute left, so I'm gonna, it's all you. <laughs> no, I just want to give you uh, an example um, from boxing because, you know, boxing is an individual sport. You stand alone in the ring and you have to fight for uh, your own. There's no one that can help you. But after each round, you go back to your corner 
and in the corner there's your coach and he tells you what to do and maybe for example one round was bad and you lost that round you can win the next because he tells you the steps how to do it and um um, um of course it, you are alone but but in the corner they gave you a feeling of safety and and trust and you know there's someone in the corner who believes in me and that makes you strong and that's just what i want to give you Yay. a strong corner that was the name <laughs> <laughs> thank you tina because a strong corner is exactly the title of the session and you totally nailed it and we're at 7 30 now so we're not going to go over thank you for joining boxer or leader everyone benefits from being a coach i think that's very clear so thank you for joining this will be on youtube and i'll be sharing the links underneath the youtube and i'll share it with everybody who was on the call thank you so much stephanie tina and laura for joining us this was our kickoff so yay thank you that's great take care ding ding we Thanks. need the bell ding 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 <laughs> bye bye, bye.